Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Is Taco Bell Express? Is that, I've never seen one. Is that a real thing? It's like when uh, it's a combination Taco right, Bell right, Pizza yeah. Hut. <laughs> yeah. I assume. I see. I don't know if I've actually ever been to one. I've been to one. But I assume they don't have the full menu. I've only been to a, a Taco Bell Express once. There's one on uh, I-5 somewhere between here and Los Angeles that <laughs> that uh, is a combination Taco Bell and uh, really long stretch of road, <laughs> dude. I have to drive that whole thing. Yeah, if you're ever on the way from Portland to Los Angeles, Trust keep me, an eye out. You can't miss it. Yeah, uh, Taco Bell Express and um, what's the uh, what's the donuts that's at the airport all the time? Krispy uh, Kreme, not Krispy Kreme. Cinnabon, uh, Cinnabon. That's ah. it. That's it. Yeah, it's a combination Taco Bell and Cinnabon. That'll give me some express <laughs> diarrhea. Some, some synergy. Yeah. <laughs> Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, overseeing the transition of a Taco Bell Express into a regular Taco Bell, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's receptionist. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. What if we all get together and help each other and hire a new guy (laughs) and then we all kill him, but first we take out like a $100,000 life insurance policy? I bet you guys like that idea, don't you? I don't know what the <laughs> that was. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC. Two. I got two. I ate two of them. <laughs> we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, Kelly Aaron Hannon. That's right, baby. This week we're talking about Aaron Hannon, played by Ellie Kemper. Um, her first episode was Michael Scott Paper Company in season five, episode twenty-three. Pretty late in the show, uh, a Charles Minor hire, no less. That's true. Minor, a holdover from the uh, from the Charles Minor regime. Yeah, yeah. She uh, was only supposed to be in in four episodes or something like that, and uh, just like Andy Bernard and and some other characters, uh, she held on. She one of one of uh, one of our favorites. Yeah, I think part of the reason we wanted to talk about Aaron was in conversations with uh, a friend of the show, a friend of ours. Uh, he mentioned that he did not like Aaron. He he, in fact, went so far as to call her the female Kevin <laughs> for the rest of the show. So, uh, which would have to uh, <laughs> you'd have to not like Kevin then, for as that. <laughs> as good of an incentive as any to talk about a character that we haven't discussed so far sure. on the show. So, I think uh, we're going to spend yeah. some time talking about Aaron's character. She's very unique in that she comes in so late in the show and finishes out the show with such a significant arc. Uh, many of the other characters who come in later don't have the same sort of character resolution or character development sort of paid attention 
to them. She really is one of the last characters who shows up who I consider in the main cast. Yeah, main ensemble. You know, maybe yeah. Yeah. maybe Gabe, but they kind of come in around the Gabe same time. Gabe comes in and out, though. I've, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's not really around Well, he's Dunder Mifflin much. on Tuesday, Thursdays, right. and then he's in <laughs> that, Florida Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. No better way to overcome his fear of flying. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Fold himself it, into those it, seats. Aaron Hannon, very sweet, naive 115-pound moonbeam. Kind of a rube, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as Michael Scott says. Mm -hmm. Aaron provides a unique sort of function in the show in that in the Michael Scott paper company arc, there's a bit of a reset that happens when uh, the Michael Scott paper company is bought out, brought back into Dunder Mifflin, right? Pam and Ryan are, or at least Pam, is kept on as a salesperson, um, and Aaron stays on as the receptionist. And what that allows her to do, um, she has sort of a minor role at the end of season five and into season six, um, of course, she was her... a minor hire too. <laughs> That's minor, <true>. right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I she gets character development as uh, her sort of romance with Andy sort of grows. But really, what she kind of comes on to be is this sort of replacement for Pam as the secretary to Michael, right? The uh, the receptionist to Michael. Yeah. So there's yes. they get a ton of mileage out of her being the receptionist function uh, in a way that Pam had kind of outgrown by the time uh, the Michael Scott Paper Company come arc comes about in season five yeah i mean there's definitely reminiscent moments with aaron um uh you know thinking back to pam season one uh just kind of being this quiet like person who is the object of everyone's affection i mean you literally have dwight and andy competing for her attention um uh, i mean i guess michael doesn't take to her quite (laughs) quite like he did to pam (laughs) that's true oh you mean like the the uh, sexual comments the, and the, yes, the, the, yeah, the weird. Not, not good. I mean, <laughs> they, he's, he's still, you know, it's still Michael Scott. Maybe they have he, sort of this learned. unique sort of father-daughter kind of dynamic they that really plays do. out. They really do. They have a really yeah. special they relationship. They have a really unique relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. manages yeah. to be sweet somehow. I don't know how, but it is. I mean, is uh, should we jump around? You want to talk about Michael I mean, and Aaron? Let's for? let's start with season five, I think. So okay. she comes yeah. in in the season five uh you know, Michael Scott Paper Company, during that arc, she appears kind of seldomly throughout the rest of season five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down that her first interaction with Michael is Michael saying hello, Aaron saying hi, and then Michael saying, Michael Scott Paper Company here to see Mr. David Wallace. I believe we are expected. And they they both come out of the conference room and Michael says, well, 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 how are the turntables? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but that's the beginning of their relationship. Uh, and then in the casual Friday episode, it be, uh, her relationship with Kelly kind of comes about uh, where she just says to Kelly, you look like J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. Kelly looks like someone who buys all her clothes at the mall. Or the, something. <laughs> like, the the way that Kelly sort of bullies Aaron throughout the rest of the show yeah. kind of comes up in that in season five. Um, and then at the end of Casual Friday, Michael fake fires her, right? Mm-hmm. He, he yeah, Well, that, yes. <laughs> yeah, a perfect sort of reset uh, for the way that he kind of has his relationship with the receptionist. And Alex, I hope you can find this, but there's a noise that Michael makes where... Michael says, uh, what's the receptionist's name? And Pam <laughs> says, Aaron. And then Pam says, uh, Aaron, Michael wants to see you. And he makes this sort of grunt, moan noise about how he's excited to make a joke. <laughs> I, I can't even replicate it, but you should find it and clip it in here. Okay. Um, but Aaron, Aaron doesn't know Michael at all yet going into that first situation. And then at the company picnic episode, um, Andy tries to stand next to her during volleyball. That's about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, she's just, she's, she's just sort of, and you can tell that they're, they're thinking we don't really want to make her two major characters. We don't know if she's going to. There's, of course, also that scene where uh, Dwight and Andy play 
country roads for her. Yes. Uh, but after season five, she becomes a much, much bigger part of the ensemble. And of course, we can't uh, move on without mentioning that her real name is Kelly. And then uh, that our introduction to her is uh, Kelly hanging out outside of Charles Miner's office, uh, uh, waiting for him to, to call for Kelly. Yes, Charles, so- you wanted me. <laughs> so they decide that, okay, Charles is like, I'm going to call you Hannon. Because that's Aaron's last name, and she's like, "Oh, for changing last name, uh, changing names, can I be Aaron? It's my middle name." He says, "That's that, you know, Aaron. That's a very pretty name." I, it's, it's. Kelly says, "Well, my middle name is Roger Naganda, (laughs) and I hate it." It's, Roger Naganda was a boy's name. It's so funny because later, as her character develops over the next three seasons after after she arrives, the further her character gets, the less it becomes realistic that Charles would have hired her. Because you're like. Charles right. Minor, if he hired her, means he interviewed her and decided right. this is the person. Like he's way more of a Ronnie hire than a Aaron. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> he would hire. He would want someone like no yes. nonsense, really experienced. Yes. And instead, it's like Charles would not have hired Aaron. I bet, based on the attention that Charles pays to appointing, to putting Kevin on phones and putting Stanley as his productivity czar, yeah. he probably went with a temp agency and picked the first person that. Yeah, was that's probably yeah. that's probably. True. I'm not entirely confident in Charles Miners' managing abil- abilities, but uh, but that's for another episode. Mm. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, how do you feel about Aaron's uh, uh, receptionist abilities? Oh, I think she's great. Really, <laughs> doing a knock-up job. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Uh, looking back, watching through some this is uh, this all guys sort of get us into season six. But <laughs> just a funny thing I noticed: I watched in St. Patrick's Day. Michael walks in and he's like, "Ooh, green M and M's, Nature's Viagra." Yeah, <laughs> and then he—I've never noticed this before because he—he just he clears the whole bowl out and just puts them in his pocket, and I'd never noticed that before. He takes <laughs> all of them and puts oh them in his pocket. <laughs> anyway, and and Kelly in that moment, which is a reaction you where we start to see is like she doesn't want to say anything she doesn't want to be like oh oh she kind of just lets it happen which we start to see her character emerge in season six Mm -hmm. and she's so enthusiastic she's bubbly she's easily impressed she anyone can say anything to her and she's like wow that person's amazing (laughs) we do see that what i wanted to find was of course the aaron that we know and love who's just totally clueless um i wanted to find where that starts because when you first meet her she is a straight character she's so neutral yeah totally mm-hmm. um but certainly when <laughs> dwight and andy are like trying to impress her and it's kind of working <laughs> it kind of starts to creep in then it's like mm-hmm. who is this girl yeah do you i mean at a larger like do you guys like do you like Aaron? I think Aaron's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Aaron is I, absolutely. I, like his, I think she's, she's hilarious. I mean, Ellie Kemper. I mean, what is so fantastic? How can you not like Ellie Kemper? She's, I mean, uh, the uh, in, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt mm-hmm. is such a great show, and she is so amazing in that show. Um, she was in Derek. That's what I know her yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Derek comedy, this sort of sketch group. Mm-hmm. Made Do- a lot of YouTube videos. Donald uh, Glover. Donald Glover is yeah, from there. That's how I know a, him. A yeah. lot of people that you only saw in commercials. Bobby Moynihan maybe. in that? No, or that was before. That was Bobby Moynihan is in Derek comedy. He's in. Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. He does have a, an appearance in there. She's um, in bridesmaids. Right. Yeah, she Two. is in bridesmaids. Um, I think what Aaron brings to the show is a sort of earnestness. That is um, sort of missing, uh, kind of along the way. Especially mm. by the time she replaces Pam, the character of Pam is so uh, 
I guess, experience, or she knows so much of what Michael is and what this office is mm-hmm. and what this workplace sort of demands, right? She's she a veteran. Can, she can anticipate all of what Michael is doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what Aaron sort of provides is, is sort of in a refreshing way, uh, this person who is so earnest and yeah. is so willing to believe whatever anyone tells her. I mean, think yeah. about, you know, on one hand, yes, uh, Dwight and Andy try to impress her, but there's a scene in the kitchen where Dwight tells her about how this building is haunted. Mm-hmm. Hattie McGonagall, she was yeah. a prostitute. Yeah. 1806, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's From she's Harry just Potter. so oh, okay. Like she just yeah. believes whatever Dwight is going to say. There is an earnestness and a uh an enthusiasm yeah. that Aaron brings to the show that I think is kind of none of the other characters really match. Yeah, how can you not like someone who's so right. earnest, mm-hmm. I think is is I had a really similar note cuz by the time she comes around, for me it was Dwight who's sort of um aged out of his sort of wide-eyed gullibility with yeah. Michael by that point. And it's sort of like, you really need that chemical in the show to kind of make it work. Is Yeah, you need someone yeah. who's who's impressed by things Michael does or doesn't know what's going to happen. And, and in fact, it becomes, over the course of the last few seasons, there's several episodes that are held up by Aaron's need to... Uh, be liked by other members of the office or to still feel like she has to prove herself, you know, like when she puts on a party or something. And she's, she takes it so seriously that a lot of the other characters just have stopped doing that by that time. I think, too, in a, in a unique way, uh, Aaron is almost sort of this voice, in a way that you wouldn't expect, Rewatching these episodes, Aaron is sort of this voice of corporate or this voice of the company because so often her lines are, Michael David Wallace is on the phone for you, right? right. I'll give you, it, when the show gets really ridiculous, there is a, in a way that you wouldn't expect, Aaron is kind of this voice of, right, this is still a workplace. So I'll give you an example. Mm. Um, this is from episode three in season six, The Promotion, where Dwight says, I deserve that promotion, not Jim. Oh, man. Makes me want to put him in a triangle chokehold and force him to the ground and just keep pressing and pressing, and then flip him <laughs> over, and then put him in a hammerlock, and he's gasping. He's panting every last breath, and the crowd is going crazy, and boom, I emerge victorious. Aha! 18,000 dollars at a chance at the title Ugh. and Aaron comes in and says uh, Dwight Jim wants you to keep it down <laughs> yeah she's that voice of of, uh, of corporate reason yeah her the, yeah the way her loyalty works is so interesting uh, even after um, Michael is quitting she's still loyal to him you know when and she just met him right am I you mean I'm, when he's like crawling back to come get the stuff like or she's helping him set up his toys and stuff like that am i am i mixing she she really kind of commits to whatever in the ultimatum episode yeah in season seven she's got the box for happy and the box for sad right she she goes along with whatever he wants to do two bottles of scotch Um, both sad i'll give you another example mafia episode in season six when john uh john grotti comes in and Michael says, uh, Aaron, you're supposed to be the gatekeeper. Do you know? Do you have any idea how valuable my time is? And Aaron says, in your schedule, it just says 9 till noon is creative space. And I thought this could be part of that. Uh, Michael says, do you know how creative space works? Okay, I just canceled my afternoon. And Aaron says, you don't have anything in the afternoon. It just says free play. Right? <laughs> so she goes along with whatever he wants to do. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, think of that as a counterpoint to where Pam has to take notes of everything Michael has to do in season three during pretzel day. When she writes down Bill Cosby impression, like in kind of a sarcastic way, hmm. Aaron is so uh, is so willing to go along with whatever Michael does, right? And th- that's what she's so fun for that reason, and and she uh, is loyal to Dwight the the same way when when he becomes in charge. Yeah, I think she's just loyal to anyone who who appears uh, competent, and like she she responds to that really well. And and we'll we'll talk about this later, but I think they do a pretty good job 
of kind of built like building her character backwards to sort of explain maybe some of the ways of why she is. Yeah, all they do is give a lot of really strange details about her upbringing and how. Yeah, she, what, yeah. what do yeah. we know? She's a, she's an orphan, or at least she grew up in a foster home. She grew up in the foster care system. She has a she has a foster care brother who she's rooming with at Reed. one point. Yeah, Reed. that's talk about cringiest moments on the show, <laughs> right? That's pretty weird. <laughs> Andy's wearing a kilt and he goes over to her house. Yeah. yeah. And they're like tickling yeah. each other's feet and it's they're really impressionable ages. Like wrestling. Yeah, impressionable, I forget what he says. <laughs> yeah. But uh, are you wearing a dress? Uh, it's a kilt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, formative. Those are some formative yeah. years. <laughs> well, Eddie, brother of Aaron, is a friend of mine. Yeah. Andrew Bernard, how are you? Yeah. That guy she, is definitely taking advantage of her too. He, when they when when he's like tickling her feet, he like gives Andy a look that is so sinister. Oh yeah. <laughs> we also know she was in a hospital from age three to six. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. She's and then again from like 12 to 17 something like that yeah. she makes that yeah. joke about having scoliosis yeah which is kind of oddly <laughs> it's clear she's had no, the hardest but, uh, there there's so she makes that joke about scoliosis and she pretends to like Ugh, she like pre- yeah. does that joke and then later i think it's in the pool party episode where Dwight is looking at her back and he's like, do you have scoliosis? He was like, your spine is really jacked. If, I've if never this is straightened that. up, you'd be six foot six. <laughs> it's something like that. It's something That's really, so really funny. random like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, you know, you uh, you could probably make the argument that from what we know about everyone, she probably had the hardest upbringing in any character on the yeah. outside of Michael, but that was probably self 100% and has the, has the most positive outlook on life. Out yeah. of anyone in the office as well. Extremely optimistic, mm-hmm. and the, the you know the few times we do sort of see her wrestling with uh, information she doesn't like or some bad news. I mean, she processes it in a really different way. I mean, I mean the most obvious example on Secretary's Day when she goes out to lunch with Michael, mm. fi- finds out about Andy, and she just covers herself in her own hair. I mean, so yeah, I, one of the only people to really like see Aaron's light is Andy. Um, he sees it right away. Yeah, and he and Gabe and. Okay. Yes, that's true, <laughs> but maybe not in the same way. But but yes, it, and uh, and they s- kind of have a a what seems like it's going to be a pretty good relationship. They're both sort of naive in the same way, and um, she's impressed by him. He's impressed by her. It looks like things are going really well. Uh, but then Secretary Day, uh, Michael takes her out to lunch. Um, even though he doesn't want to because he thinks she's kind of dumb, kind of a rube, he says. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they go out to lunch, and he spills the beans that uh, that Angela and Andy were engaged. Um, they haven't been dating that long at this point. Am I right? No, not really, no. So, so sh- her reaction is uh, negative, of course, but she freaks out she pulls her hair over her face and says that in her in the foster home her hair was her room um and then of course in the meeting um and then michael michael says looks around and says everyone is looking at you i'll have what she's she's having yeah trying to salvage the moment at at hayward's erin has showed herself to be so strange through this entire thing uh andy convinces michael to ask her to go to lunch Yes. Aaron takes a picture of him while he's asking her to go to lunch. <laughs> and he's, she says, I was thinking Hayworth's right, to be a special place, right? Yeah. And uh, through the whole the whole experience, she's asking, she says, um, 
Do you have a favorite age? Yeah, do you have a favorite age? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a favorite, or favorite month? month? Yeah, right. <laughs> All sorts of, how many pillows do you sleep with? <laughs> Mine was May when I was seven, yeah. Yeah, a- April. What year would you have wanted to have been born? <laughs> yes. 1492, because America was discovered. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> She gives or no what what Dwight decade answer. what decade would you want to be a yeah. teenager? She oh, says fourteen nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And she says April is her favorite month. I love as a little <laughs> She's throwaway just trying line to relate to somebody powerful. <laughs> where my as a little throwaway line where Michael says to the waiter, Yeah, I asked for pickles on my burger and they're only like five or six. Can yes. I get some more pickles? Yes, sir. I will bring you a bowl of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron Aaron is like so consistently funny in terms of like laughs per line. If that's a metric LPL. we could use, yeah. LPL, she's got to be way up there because mm-hmm. I mean, she delivers so many good little punchlines. And just like there's, there's just so much affection, and she's just so likable. Well, and, she's got and, this and like funny. wide-eyed energy that's constant. That is like, yeah, like you can always see it on her face where she's like, "Am I saying the right thing? I think this mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to say." Like, this is what adults say. And she, <laughs> you know? she truly believes that Pam is the living legend. Totally. Yeah. She's trying to. <laughs> totally. She's living in the shadow of Pam, right? In Scott's Tots, she has like Pam look over Michael's itinerary. Yeah. And was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she just crumbles under the pressure of overseeing the pen shipment. Right. Pam's She's like, a nine. Yeah. Take care of that. yeah. And she just absolutely. You left me it. in charge of the pens, Pam. <laughs> that's what happened. The pens happened. <laughs> Don't want to be busybody. Don't want to be lazy. But busybody, lazy bones. <laughs> she, she is such a breath of fresh air on the show, and it's so the timing's yeah. so great. You know, like you were saying earlier, a bit, like come through season six, seven, eight, where she's really in her peak. Like you just really need someone who's fresh to the whole office. Yeah, and is wide eyed about everybody. Yeah, and she, you need that so desperately by by the time the show is aged that much. I can't think of another character who's like just so excited to be a part of it. Like mm-hmm. Kevin, that's literally I mean, Kevin everyone is else. There yeah. is it, Kevin the, is close. Think of the. Uh, I think it's the beginning of season eight where she's like, "Planking is a thing where you either get it or you don't." <laughs> don't. And I don't. But I'm yeah. so excited to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, undeterred. Yeah. There's, there's also a moment in the Florida arc where I think she's on the phone with Jim, where she says, uh, "We're all wearing name tags," and Ryan started wearing his name tag on his pants. Where now, if you do it. You're a uh, you're a copycat, and then if you don't, you're a total dip. And she's like, but I think I found a way. She's got it on her on her shirt and on her pants. <laughs> she's uh, fantastic as the hipster and the saber launch. My name's oh, yeah. Tabitha. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw Do- Zoe did channel at the Cacharella Music Festival. Amazing. Um, I do love the way that she kind of she gives Andy sort of a humanizing quality in that in their relationship. Mm. Yeah, in, and I love that there's a will they won't they where both characters are so clueless. Oh my god, where both characters are 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 truly interested in each other, but neither one kind of picks up on the signals the other one is dropping or uh, mm-hmm. is willing to be clear enough to kind of neither make of them it have happen. the balls yeah. or or wherewithal to even. They literally say have that. Yeah, they literally have that. M- Time after uh, 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 Secret Santa, uh, Andy gets her all the uh, all the, the birds. twelve days of Christmas. <laughs> the twelve days of Christmas, which is mostly birds, um, and uh, and gets the drum line for her at the end of the episode, which is a really nice moment. But the episode directly after that, they don't know which one of them is supposed to make a move now, and it, all's totally in her court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that that just sort of happens like. Back and forth, back and forth, and I guess you know. Forget. Let's get into, you know, let's Aaron's get into relationships. It. But yeah, uh, 
it's it's funny when when we talk about Secretary's Day, that moment when Michael spills the beans, and I I don't know about you guys, I do believe Andy that he says I was going to tell her, I just was waiting for the right. Well, that time. was the point that well, I was going to make want, later. I wanted the stars to align. There's a skylight above my bedroom. I like <laughs> the moon to be in view. Well. Yeah. Whether or not we believe that Andy was going to tell her soon, I, I think is besides the point. I, I, she, They haven't been dating that long, and no. it wasn't Michael's place to tell her that. And how weird to hear that. I mean, that, I, I don't think that... I don't think that Aaron's in the wrong. I mean, it's a bit extreme, but I don't... Uh, throwing cake or ice cream or whatever it is that she throws at him. Uh, but... Uh, would have loved to hear that song. Speaking of things we don't get to hear or see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Secretary of my heart. Is a that one, what, a two, is that what it's called? a one, <laughs> two, and then he gets hit <laughs> yeah. with the cake. Yeah. <laughs> Our secretary of love. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that hadn't happened. You know, would things have, if the if the beans hadn't been spilled, would things have worked out differently between them? Because if they had had a clean runway for a while mm-hmm. to like build their relationship. All this stuff that happens later, which is them not knowing how to communicate, or them going back and forth, and well, then Andy just being awful, like yeah, you know, I don't well, know. It feels like it slipped it's away. It's after but. that that Andy uh, that she kind of tries to get back together with Andy, and he kind of backs off that second time. Right? Is that well? Yes. At the end. So of they they get together. Season. They break up. Aaron is dating Gabe throughout season seven, mm-hmm. and then in season eight. Uh, Andy is dating Jessica, mm-hmm. and Aaron is struggling to kind of deal with that. You mm-hmm. know, at the end of season seven, she tries to ask Andy out again with the puppet show. Remember that, yep. right? Yeah. So there's a there's a really funny self aware line from Aaron. I think it's at the pool party episode, but Aaron says, "You date a guy, you find out he was you find out he was engaged to your coworker, so you throw cake at him. It's over. You start liking him again, so you ask him out with the puppet show. He says no. Then he follows you home to make sure that you don't kiss somebody. Then he ignores you at a pool party. Am I right, ladies?" Right. <laughs> that, she she is so titillated by the fact that Andy followed her home. Mm-hmm. She yeah. loves it. She's just like, what? A, like, what a weird stalker. I mean, Andy. she right. was particularly begging for his attention and, in yeah. that in and that Mer- episode. Meredith she's... puts it in the most vulgar terms. Right? <laughs> yeah, oh she God, does. She, to give it to me. Yeah, she, she was like, yeah, you wanted to make sure. Uh, Cali- California didn't California didn't put, put it, it in you. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. And she goes, uh, 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 yeah. Like, oh. hey. That's of any two relation of any two people in the show who I just never, I wanted to always keep them separate. It was Robert California and Aaron. It was just yin and yang. Keep them away. I, I don't don't let him anywhere near Aaron. Don't yeah, like. Maybe it. you remember the fan fiction I found about I where sure that do. night goes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't even like thinking about it. Don't like it. Uh, oh, the fan fiction. I um, yes, about that. I love, but. But can I just say, what a great point, uh, like, uh, how comedic the relationship between Gabe and Aaron. Yeah. It is It is just a goldmine. You said you there. didn't like sex. It was like being tackled by a skeleton. <laughs> Tall skeleton. <laughs> Gabe has accomplished so much in his career. Uh, Career-wise and height-wise. Height Thank God he's my boss, because I would not have said yes to a first date if I didn't have to. <laughs> so... Yes, I have been dating Aaron, and it has been, in a word, exquisite. <laughs> and uh, and they're, they're such a terrible fit where they play they play words with friends against each other right. and to see who picks the movie. And Aaron says, uh, you know, uh, we've watched all these horror movies, and uh, 
You know, I, I she wants to watch Wally, right? And she and I hate it, but I do like the part at the beginning where they have a perfect family and everything. <laughs> yeah. <that part. laughs> and then at the end of that episode, Andy says, uh, "Hey, I, I found this. I thought you might like to borrow it." And, and Aaron says, "There's a Shrek too." Yeah. <laughs> uh it's just it's just adorable. Yeah. And then Gabe's like trying to slide his DVD in front of. Was that it one. like one of the saws? In right, a hostel yeah. or something. I forget which movie. One of those. There's a there's a dynamic. This this comes up in the viewing party episode, which I think is a very important episode for yes. Aaron uh, at Gabe's apartment, right? Uh, where you know Michael is doing the thing where he's sabotaging everything. Yes, right. And he cuts out yes, the cable. And at the end, um, Aaron finds him outside. Um, and Michael, you know, Aaron says, "Why don't you like him?" And Michael says, "What is there to like? He's just a weird, skeevy little guy with no ways. Why do you care whether I like him or not?" Aaron says, "I care if you like him." And Michael mm-hmm. says, "Why? I'm not your father, right?" Mm-hmm. And there's this sort of unique pause where Aaron does sort of view Michael as her father in a, in a really strange way. Uh, in a way well, that she doesn't have one, right? Uh, the look on her face is, "I know that, but why do you have to say that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's very much like, "I know, but come on, like I need you to." Act like one. And Michael, to his credit, picks up and says, okay, go to your room. (laughs) Go to your room, young lady. Yeah. I thought they had. I want to go to my room. Yeah. I thought they had a real chance there to just have her go and just put her hair back over her face. (laughs) And be like, no, not that room. (laughs) As long as you were under this roof, you're going to do as I say. I hate your roof. Do not raise your voice to me. I'll raise it how I want. I'll raise raise the the roof. roof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, It's it's, It's really uh, adorable. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, she 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 just sort of continues to be that presence in the office. And then, of course, you know, where it ends after with Gabe uh, and, she, and she's she gets back with Andy. Although I guess a lot happens in a lot mm-hmm. happens throughout that. Um, that there were then the relationship after Gabe with Andy is, I think, probably the main reason whenever I talk to any office fans of why people hate Andy. They just don't like him. And the way she treats the way he treats Aaron is just awful. And yes. by that time, the audience cares about Aaron so much. That, that's why I think it just it just makes what Andy does so much worse. Is you're like, how could you do this to Aaron? Like she, you guys, uh, you seem so perfect together, the two of you. And she is perfect with the season five Andy, but not with season nine Andy. Yeah, there is sort of a um, in the in the first few seasons between Aaron and Andy, there's sort of a stupid love that they have for each other. Yeah, right. Uh, they, there's a scene it's in season seven when they talk about politics and they're, when they're talking about who to vote for and they're like mm-hmm. obviously both of them are going to do a good job they got this far right yeah yeah like why can't we just vote for both right there and they both seem to agree that that's like <laughs> the right yep. opinion to have right <laughs> and what happens what we see in season nine is a lot of Aaron sort of holding Andy up right in the here comes trouble episode mm-hmm. we see Andy really fretting over what's going on at Cornell and and Aaron kind of being like yeah I think it's kind of pathetic but you know, I need to be she a good says, girlfriend. Yeah. The more I hear about all this acapella drama, the more I think it's kind of pathetic. But when you're with someone, you put up with the stuff that makes you lose respect for them. And that is love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's in, the in, whole in, nine nards. <laughs> this follows season eight where Aaron is trying to kind of be independent. She's basically ready to leave Andy because she's so kind of distraught at his relationship with Jessica, which seems to be going very well for the majority of season eight. Um, And then Andy sort of has this big grand romantic gesture to kind of win her back. And it seems as if they're destined to kind of end the show together to kind of see it out. Right. And then, but then in reality, when you stay, you spend more time with them, you see that Andy remains uh, as sort of needy and petty as he's kind of been. And uh, Aaron 
grows a little bit in trying to support him, right? You see it at the end of the Angry Andy sort of mm-hmm. episode when he's dealing with Nelly. Um, and then it continues into season nine mm-hmm. where Andy continues to be kind of ignorant. Yeah, His obsession with fame is like clearly way more important than his relationship with Aaron. He's just like, I don't need attention from you. I need attention from the world. And she's like, well, then what are we doing? Goodbye. And as we see Aaron's arc sort of fulfilled, right? Who? How do we see that fulfilled? Number one with Pete. Joan. Right? Oh. <laughs> Joan, Cusack. Joan Cusack. Yes, <laughs> later. But with Pete, uh, when Aaron does break up with Andy, she struggles to break up with him at first, and then she goes to talk to Pete and says, I couldn't do it. And Pete says, oh, well, that's okay. He says, I just want you to be happy, right? Right, and then she's like, and okay, that's she it. she goes back and breaks it. up with Andy. And that's what Pete comes to represent for Aaron. And then at the end of the show, in the finale, what she gets as a resolution is a meeting with her birth parents, um, Ed Begley Jr. and Joan Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a spinoff I would I mean, watch. If you couldn't hear Sean rolling his eyes, just imagine <laughs> it, because it, it happened. Yeah. I just, just <laughs> such a... Oh, a wonder- so screw a you, wonderful Sean. conclusion. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't yeah. want to hear it. It says you know? nothing to do with her development. They're all- <laughs> well, that's- what are you talking about? I disagree. She grew up in this foster home. She thinks fair. Uh, f- I almost said Ferris. Phyllis I guess everything might works. be her birth I mean, mother, does everything... Right? Do, are we to assume that she and Pete are now happily to get together? Not yes. That, basically, Not that yes. she needs to wind up with somebody, but just... I mean, it's... It feels like the Andy Aaron thing, the writers couldn't figure out how to make it work. It fell apart. And then they were like, we got to do something for Aaron and just had a couple guest appearances. And those are her parents. I I, I agree with that one, though, because they do lay the breadcrumbs of they've talked about a birth mother before. That's a that's a mystery that's still hanging over it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they think. Yeah, there's that episode where Phyllis might be her her mom. Phyllis gave away, and a, what do we see? A, we see Aaron in that child, moment, just like the same year, so excited about it, and just happy to be a part of a family. And think about in the work bus episode where Nellie is going to submit a letter. She needs a letter to be signed by Andy to to uh, apply to adopt the child, and it, it, she gets rejected. Yeah, and Andy is thinking that he's listening to Nellie cry, but really he's listening to Aaron cry. And Nellie is trying to comfort her, being like, it's not your fault. You know, because Aaron said, mm-hmm. I know exactly what they want to hear. I know. And she says, uh, right. You know, I had a couple of homestays, but I could never get across the line. Hmm. And uh, Nellie says, you know, I would have snapped you up. Right. If yeah. you were if you if you were there. Um, I also do kind of like that, um, you know, forgetting putting the the sort of orphan foster parent thing aside i like that aaron's character resolution doesn't invo- involve andy you know yeah that, yes it's she can I mean, have yes, after everything that's happened yeah yeah that it doesn't involve her ending up happily ever after with andy that it can be something else that it can be mm-hmm. yeah yeah pete's pretty good match for it too yeah pete's a great guy plot he's always taking dumps <laughs> didn't you see didn't you see pete in la one of your uh, yes. celebrity sightings. That was my celebrity <laughs> sighting in L.A. We were at the undefeated uh, shoe shop in Silver Lake. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> on and Fair- then, on and, Fairfax? Yeah. And Ryan pointed him out and was like, that, that's Plop. And I was <laughs> like, plop. it does look like him. That poor guy. And then like later, she's like, <laughs> we're in we're in L.A. Like, that's him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I am I am I I find myself in the moment. With Joan Cusack, and part of it is I just love Joan Cusack. All yeah. anything she, I just love. I I, got, I get really touched in that moment, and I think it's this beautiful it thing that good. ends with They're the three good. of them. And like, Aaron deserves that absolutely. Like she's it just happens so fast. 
cast. Well, of course, but that, hey, they had to end the show. I mean, that is the issue that comes up with a lot of these character arcs, that they're resolved within a handful of episodes yeah. very, very quickly at the end of season nine. I was going to say, too, I would watch a show of the home life of Ed Bagley, Joan Cusack, and yeah. Ellie Kemper. What a great I cast. Were, what if that was a whole episode? What if that was the B story for a whole episode? She is like gotten in a dress and is going to go find somebody. Like, I mean, you know, I've, if there was more time, maybe. But. I I do love when she's with Irene mm. and oh, yeah. is trying to take care of her <laughs> yes. life, you know. That's true. The little <laughs> montage. Some Gatorade. Yeah, all the <laughs> montage of stuff that she does where she's just got all the pills and she's just randomly pouring them into the <laughs> Sunday through Saturday sort of thing. Yeah. She's hitting the top of the TV to try to get the TV to that work. It's such yeah. a bizarre little sitcom and it's on its own yeah. that's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the she office doesn't has, need to be living in this house. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Yeah. The office has a, a handful of really terrible green screen moments where oh. when you look back at it, you, you think, man, that is a green screen for sure. And Aaron standing in front of the house yes. in the bathroom. Yes. Hello, Alonzo. Right? Yeah. That's one where you say, Oh man, that's Ooh, they just you can didn't tell the get it. Yeah. There's another one. <laughs> And her first kiss with Andy. Yeah, in the dump. In the dump. There's another mm-hmm. one with Michael in New York, I think. Uh, yes. Standing on the yep. street and like yeah. six. But anyway, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, they're allowed to have a few. Send uh, us your ups. worst green screen moments from <laughs> the office. <laughs> Want to make, make, yeah. make a proper list. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I do like her ending. And I think it's... I. I'm she's not, just so wonderful. Uh, and, and she's such a beating heart of the show for the last few there's seasons. There's plenty like, of other... Endings yeah. that I don't like more than that one. I, <laughs> okay. Uh, but, All right. But I just, it, it is one of those characters that I don't think they had her arc fully planned out. Or maybe they did have a plan and it and things had to change. That's that's probably true. I think one of the reasons that I love, you know, digging into the office so much is it's similar to uh, when so, so I was an English major in college, right? Yeah. And you look at books and novels and stuff, and you do a lot of anal- analysis, and you look at how these sort of plot threads come together and what the resolution is. And the reason I love applying that sort of logic to The Office is because it's so imperfect, right? Right. It's a TV show. It's written to be as on as long as it makes sense and as long as it makes money and people are still watching, right? And they bring in new characters, and they do all sorts of different things, right? But inevitably, it is imperfect. They have to finish things when they have to finish things. And Aaron is a perfect example of that, where the character comes in really late. They give her a lot of development later on. There's there's something that's sort of rushed about her character resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can we can look at it in a way acknowledging that even if we agree with the overall beats, maybe it's too fast. Maybe it's not satisfactory. Maybe it's one thing or the other. But that's sure. that's one of the reasons I love the show so much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. After after all this, would you do you agree with our friend that Aaron is a female Kevin? No, I don't think that's a fair assessment. Uh, at no, all. of course not. She disqualified. Yeah. She has way more character development than Kevin does. I I mean, I find her way funnier than Kevin, and what, I prefer to. Although I, I did find this great moment where it's in season nine. I can't. I don't have the exact episode written down, but they're about to go see Angela's premature baby, and Oscar says, "I don't know if you guys have ever seen a premature baby before, but like, just be prepared to see this." And Kevin says, "Got that bimbo?" And Aaron says, "Got it, bimbo." And they, <laughs> <laughs> they have, and Oscar knocks on the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have an interesting dynamic. They're, they're buddies right. when uh, Michael when sets they go, them up on or, a date. When Michael sets them up on a date, when uh, when they go down into the warehouse and are working. Oh yeah, and, and and Kevin's like trying to be like, guys, 
when I was younger, my sisters would grease me up and slide me down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, not now. And like, it's like, 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 they don't want to hear it. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> they don't like it. Yeah, uh, they're also on the Einsteins together. That's true. Yes. Uh-huh. That's right. Mm-hmm. Flying jib. <laughs> she has a number. You just reminded me, Sean, of the, like, they don't like it. She has a number of moments where she gets really intense. Either either she means to or not. And they're yeah. always funny. Like, thinking when her and Andy are trying to hide the relationship. And she's like, if you do that again, I'll cut your face off. It's like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Or those she, sort of moments where she, she hits on the guy at the she bar. She doesn't know how yeah. to play a lot of moments. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't have a hey lot big of life boy. I hate you big like, boy. You're like, whoa. <laughs> where did you learn that? In the I movies. I was flirting with a man. <laughs> where did you learn that? In the movies. What kind of movie? Black Snake Moan? <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's the other part about Aaron that I love so much that she, like, that she's almost kind of like a, like a, uh, like a badly programmed like you know like she's she's just constantly uh she doesn't know how to how to act in certain situations when she's talking to uh Robert California's son birdie boy would birdie you like boy. to play this game <laughs> yeah that i love that she has a lot of confidence and not a lot of competence so which is a great <laughs> yeah. combination for her cuz she's yeah, like if you smile I don't know, and nod and yeah. Another <laughs> moment like that in the Niagara episode when Andy is dancing and they're like, "All right, Andy, what else you got?" Right, and then Andy drops to the floor and tears his scrotum on his car keys, and then Aaron's, everyone is freaking out. Aaron says, "What else you got?" <laughs> <laughs> and then later, when they're they're sitting in the pew, and Aaron offers him like this wrap or this shawl that she has, and she says, uh-huh. "I thought the wood might be too hard on your damaged penis." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as one as one sort of last thing, I do love that Aaron sort of becomes protective of Michael when Michael starts dating Holly. Yes. When Holly yes. comes in, oh, and we can't. Yeah, we have to. Admit. Aaron says, uh, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for my boss's pretty friend." <laughs> oh, you're Holly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I have a. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, in, and in the search, when they go to look for Ho- Michael, right? They bring yeah. three people: Holly, right? Dwight, and the receptionist, right? It is Aaron, of course, but she's filling in the role of receptionist, which is Pam slash Aaron. Um, and Aaron says, Holly is ruining Michael's life. He thinks she is so special, and she's so not. Her mm-hmm. personality yeah. is like a three. Her sense of humor is a two. Her ears are like a seven and a four. Add it all up, and what do you get? 16. And, she, and he treats her like she's a perfect 40. It's nuts. <laughs> perfect 40. Uh, uh, there's the part where uh, Holly and Michael are... Uh, oh, okay, right before Holly and Michael are having this whole discussion about Todd Packer... Oh yeah, uh, joining yes. the sales yep. staff. Um, Aaron is like, "Oh, are you heading back to the annex?" Like Dwight's, <laughs> I have Dwight's oh, ant farm. Ant farm. <laughs> and, and oh, she like, <laughs> oh, I think they're starting to eat each yeah. other. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. She's yeah. like, "For God's sakes, it just <laughs> needs to be <laughs> done." To be done. <laughs> she, you know, you can feel her off camera, just like, "Oh, let's." Oh dear. I think oh gosh, they need yeah. to start farming. Yeah, she just thinks Holly's so dumb. <laughs> and like it's so good. The uh the moment where the, the the moment Aaron was cemented of like I love this character is just it's the very small moment when her and Michael are dancing and they're like he's like the bossa nova. The bossa nova. How about a bossa nova? Oh, and yeah. she does the look on her face. She does a little finger wave and yeah. they're both like 
and it's so cute it's just like it's the best yeah 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 that was like i'm in on this and the chemistry in her michael's perfect and she's like so he sprays her with the champagne that is just that is the most outrageous that's that one makes the that credits. commitment and yeah. the bobbing for apples makes the credits. Oh uh, yeah, two. Yeah. two. I yeah. ate two apples. Yeah, it's so funny. Yes, I mean she really is for how dumb she is. She really is extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, Incre- two apples underwater yeah. in that time, and they think she's dead. Her limp body <laughs> yeah. is just draped over the, the pool. <laughs> Or uh, in the Gettysburg episode when Dwight is telling her about the Battle of Shrewd Farms and Oscar says, all right, okay, Gore Vidal, what are you telling this poor girl? <laughs> uh, anything else on Aaron? I, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm sorry, Pat, okay. but I love Aaron. No, and, I and Pat, why don't you call in with, 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 uh, with your argument, maybe, and we it's a can terrible break argument. it down a little bit I, further. I just but... have some quotes written down. Here's one. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. What? According to the internet, the tallest man in the world is Chinese. So much for keeping our secrets up high. <laughs> What's America going to do? I know what we're going to do. We're going to put our best minds on it. Yep. <laughs> oh, how about this one? When uh, Aaron... That's the name of this segment, by the way. Oh, how about this yeah, one? Yeah, when we get like 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes in, I'm just reading notes that I got that I'd want to make sure we don't miss. And we'll miss stuff anyway, but how... Yeah. Um, so when... Um... Oh, this should be part of the trivia. But in the delivery, you when they're trying that. to yeah. prevent... Uh, I don't know if you got how many of these you guys would get, <laughs> but None. Uh, in it's okay, uh, Edwin. in uh, they're trying to keep Pam distracted so she doesn't have her baby, and Aaron is just naming racehorses. Yes, uh, affirm. Oh, yeah. Seattle Slough, Secretariat, Citation, Assault, Count Fleet, Whirl Away, War Admiral, Omaha, Gallant Fox, and uh, I know this: the Johnny was Johnny Loftus. Uh, sired by Starshoot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like yeah. She has all this weird knowledge. She's when. A- after she's dating Andy for a little while, she develops like all this um, sailing knowledge. She like tries to learn about sailing yeah. and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, she oh, is smart. Andy. <laughs> Dummy, didn't didn't take her. Friggin' Andy, the worst. I love, but Aaron's the best. I love when uh, Andy says to Pam, "What do you think of Aaron?" I mean, she's uh, kind of cool, and Pam says, "Uh." And Andy says, you think I can do better? And Pam goes, ah. <laughs> echoing the moment, echoing the moment, when he goes up to reception to talk to Pam, splits his legs really wide. Yeah, yeah. And is like asking her about Angela. And she's like, well, Pamela she's kind of intense. And she's like, when I punched a hole through a wall. And she's like, that's right, you did. <laughs> and it dawns on Pam that her, him and Angela Pamela are a great match. And like, She's really religious, and he's like, I come from a line of wasps so far, it goes back <laughs> to the Mayflower or something. I don't know what it is. But it's like, this is great. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's um, uh, Aaron. I love Aaron. Aaron Hannon. Aaron Hannon. Mm-hmm. Legend. Straight up. All right. What's next, guys? You want to do conference, conference, room. conference room. room? Let's do it. Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going to kill you. <laughs> All right, folks, we just a few little things here. Uh, we got rattled around in the hopper here for the conference room. First, I want to share with you, this is from Gabe on Facebook. Hey, guys, I've been bouncing around, listening to different episodes last month, giving some thought on recasting characters. He didn't do them all, but here's a few of the good ones that I liked. Uh, 
as always, the disclaimer with these is assume they are the age they need to be to adjust sure, to sure, the sure. office. As Michael Scott, Dana Carvey, great choice. Yeah, that's a good one. love yeah. it. Jim Halpert, Seth Meyers. Mm. Oh, that's a young nice. Seth Meyers. Yeah, I young, think really yeah. would have worked. He's got the yeah. charm. He's got the oh, delivery. Yeah. He'd He's got have the that look. big smile and be like, I don't care. He'd be so <laughs> yeah. good at looks to the camera. Yeah. He'd be fantastic. But uh, on to bigger and better things he'd went. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie Lawson is Pam Beasley. Mm. Um, she plays the detective on Psych, that show. Okay. Oh. And you'd re- you'd recognize her. Um, yes. But much in the with way the, of like- With Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Uh, Lest we forget, shout one. out to Marvelous Maisel season three. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, mm-hmm. I binged three episodes last night. It was great. Oh, good for I you. Can't man. Wait. When in doubt, just know that Tony Shalhoub, wherever he goes. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about Dwight Schrute, uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis, of course. Okay. That okay. would have been yeah. interesting for his career. Mm-hmm. Like what would have happened there? Yeah. But um, a, I can a, see that a bearded intent. Like I don't know, it'd be different, Dwight. Zach Galifianakis in his stand-up flips between apathetic and so over-the-top committed and intense. I can see it being a over very, the, a very yes. good. Intense. Mm-hmm. The committed and not funny. Michael? Yeah, totally. Um, I love this one. Uh, he gave two for Toby. Ray Romano, which I think one of us <laughs> yes. had done Ray Romano. I think but, you, I don't know if I did that. No, Maybe not I me. did. I don't know. That's uh, a good his one. other one, though, Mike Birbiglia. Uh, Great choice. I love Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. yeah. Um, he probably would have been involved a little more than Toby was, but mm-hmm. you know, part of Toby is that he's he's so realistic. Hmm. Um, Dax Shepard is Andy Bernard. Got no problems with that. That could be good. Yeah. yeah. Probably would have become a little... He would probably would have stayed bro Yeah. He probably would have yeah. continued yeah. being yeah. bro Yeah. Um, which I think initially seemed like what they wanted with Andy. As a... Kristen Bell would have been a really good Pam. I yeah. Think. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great Dak call. Dak Shepard's wife. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Anna Ferris is Aaron, Aaron Hannon. Ah, uh, that'd be nice. great. Yeah. That's a pretty good yeah. one. She'd be great, too. And then uh, I didn't recognize these names. Uh, Paulo Costanzo is Ryan Howard. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Name, Kurt so. Fuller is Creed. Pa- pa- Paulo, if if Paulo you Google Costanzo? these names, you'll go, oh, that guy. Kurt, the, Kurt the, Fuller is like, I in, looked him up and I was like, oh, okay, sure. In the trailer, we have no Wi-Fi. I feel bad that I can't look I up. I know. That's how it goes. Uh, and Margot Martindale is Phyllis. Mm. I don't know who that is either. Anyway. Thank uh, you so much, Gabe. Uh, we always love he- seeing the recastings, and we, I'm keeping um, I'm keeping a spreadsheet of everyone who's who's like you know giving us names, and I think at the end of this we'll probably have a, well, Paulo, a strong cast. Yeah, really- Paulo Costanzo's from Royal Pains. This guy, the, he watches uh, some USA TV shows. <laughs> this guy watches he's, he's USA. Watching, yeah, nice. Margot Martindale Psych, would be a great monk. Phyllis. Royal yeah, Phyllis. yeah, she'd be great. I yes. Okay. I, I, she plays um. Oh shoot, uh, Nick's mom in New Girl. I think. I've never seen New Girl. Okay. Never seen it. Oh, you should watch it. Look up Kurt Fuller, too, while we're going. This is great content when you name an actor or an actress and we're like, ah, I can't think of who that is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's go to the Google machine. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Really good audio. Okay. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, Okay, next one. Uh, This is from Danielle in Virginia. Uh, And just bear with me on this one. It's going to... I got to read a little bit to you, but she sent us this fan theory that I was very impressed by. She sent a long email, a lot of research thought went into this. Um, hmm. Again, from Danielle, I don't think you have done an analysis of the deal with Astrid, but I've always wondered what's going on with her. Since no one I know in real life cares this much, I'm sending you my thoughts. <laughs> That's why we're here. Thank you. Um, there, there. It's really long, but there's a lot of this. I've been wondering about okay. this for years. I'm assuming for all the below that the episode air dates coincide with the dates in the Office universe. 
So assuming it's happening in real time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If we yeah, can assume yeah, that. Yeah. Also assuming and basing her date calculations on the typical 38 weeks from conception to due date. That's, That's a fair assumption because whenever they come back, season premiere, it's always like, what did you do this summer? Yes. Right. Yes. So well, it's Christmas yes. when it's a Christmas episode. That is yes. true. Yeah. So the obvious, she says, Jan was almost certainly pregnant at the dinner party. Mm. Even if she were to get pregnant that day, April 10th, 2008, the baby would have been due around January 1st, 2009. Mm-hmm. The shower occurs on, on October 16th. This would have been about 11 weeks before the due date. I believe it's very unlikely that a baby born that prematurely would be out of the hospital, let alone coming to a party and appearing perfectly healthy and normal size. Talking about the mm-hmm. baby shower. So I think she must have been conceived well before the dinner party. Moreover, Jan almost certainly knew that she was pregnant at the dinner party. Hmm. If Astrid were in fact conceived with a sperm donor, a process that's typically invasive and expensive, it stands to reason that Jan would want to be able to take a pregnancy test ASAP to see if it worked. This is all... I did not know this. This is this is good stuff. Um, okay. You cheated on me when I specifically <laughs> asked you not to? <laughs> um, if this is the case, it seems that she's about 17 weeks pregnant at the dinner party. So what was she planning to do about Michael? It seems if she had had the plan to stay with Michael, let him think of the baby was his, she would have loved to know... She, she would have let him know about the pregnancy weeks before. Her behavior at the dinner party suggests she does want to stay with Michael. Acting jealous at Pam's supposed history, crying when she thinks he's arrested, repairing the broken Dundee. And if she didn't want to stay with him, then would have been that great a bomb to drop on him during their screaming match. Hits her with a zero salary and having never sold a candle, and she replies, well, guess what? I'm pregnant, and it's not yours. Mm-hmm. It would have been awesome. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, she goes on. There's a, there's a lot more here. Um she she goes into sort of with Michael's vasectomy. Why was she allowing all that to happen? Yada yada. Mm. Snip snap snip snap. Um, why even if it's a lie, which it almost certainly is, since she knows she was pregnant, what purpose is this in serving a larger plan? In short, I think that as of the dinner party, Jan was seventeen-ish weeks pregnant and had no wow. intention of leaving Michael. But I can't understand her motivation. What was her end game? Wow, I mean. That'd be certainly interesting. Is she drinking wine that whole night? Because I'm pretty sure she you is. You betcha. <laughs> you betcha. I mean, that'd be the only thing that would be like, it wouldn't make too much sense if she was paying for this. Yes. And knew. Ultimately, this comes down that to. That she'd be getting wasted like this. Right. But she is. A, I mean, yes. you know. Pam, or Pam, geez. Jan is drinking wine during this time. I'm just thinking now. Think about the money episode. Yeah. When oh, yeah. Jan pulls up. Yeah. In the Porsche, it says, you drive. I had too much wine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she's wearing that right. jumpsuit. Yeah. Oh, the oh lighting God. is the so harsh. Suit. If we're yeah. going to assume that Jan was 17 weeks pregnant at that time, she certainly was drinking wine. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 There is a lot of looks of contempt in the office, mm-hmm. glances, but the one yeah. she looks at the camera as she walks Ugh. around the car in money is mm-hmm. the number one, I think, just disdain of like, oh my God, the cameras are here. Yeah, it's hard to know what her plan is. I mean, he she took this, this home and made it a house. <laughs> yeah. I think you know. Obviously, you could chalk this up to well, you just can't. All these things when you're writing future episodes. Oh, what if Jan's pregnant now? You can't go back and rewrite all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I want to just shout out Danielle because this is an incredibly researched and well thought out. Yeah. Yes. Fan thank theory. you, Danielle. Um, mm-hmm. I think. The point of this is I don't think Jan has any idea what her plan is, and I think that's uh, manifest in how she acts in the show. Where she, yes. she I mean, in, in cocktail, she's like, well, like, you know, I've talked to my therapist about this. Like, I can either, you know, she she gives the pros and cons, the pros mm-hmm. being have a family, the happy life, fall mm-hmm. in love, yada, mm-hmm. yada, or I date cons. Michael Scott publicly and collapse like a dying star, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is what happens. Stability, yeah. children. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a great little... 
great little and she's having a cigarette. Do it's you have a light? Moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yes, I don't think Jan has any plan. I think she could have absolutely she obviously doesn't care about hurting Michael at all. She has no regard for how he really cares, which is why when she's, you know, fixing the Dundee at the end, it's it's one of the most uh, that is, that's, that's as tender as she ever gets with Michael, really. Well, they, you know, they sit, they're sitting on the train at the end of money, and she says, "You were there for me, yeah. and I'm going to stand by you." And that's how this works. Right. But yeah, yeah, would have so been time to is, say, so, "I'm pregnant." So where is this train going? <laughs> I think the engineer left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time anyway. for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, I prepared trivia this week. Uh, we did. This is all Aaron themed trivia. Uh, some mm. of these we covered uh, extensively uh, in we do. our uh, in our discussion. <laughs> um, let's start. Always tough. Let's start with the easiest one. What is Aaron's middle name? Aaron. Aaron. Who wants to guess when the baby will be born? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. During the search committee episode in season seven, when Dwight is trying to promise Jim. Uh, this new when Dwight is trying to convince Jim to make him manager, he promises that Aaron will do what for his entertainment. Uh, I don't know. I know this scene. Of, I, I'm like, Aaron will. Aaron will blank for your entertainment. D- dance? No, it's something like <laughs> injuring herself or what is it? Eat garbage. Eat garbage. <laughs> that's right. Uh. Uh, what is the name of the sexual card game that Aaron brings up at Halloween? Oh, gosh. It's the cards that get you hard. Packer poker. Packer poker. Game of cards that makes you hard. Um, Okay, makes you hard. Uh, (laughs) During the trivia episode, the first question is, Ray Charles famously had this state on his mind. What is its capital? And Aaron lists, uh, or Kevin says, ooh, what do blind people think about? And Aaron says, uh, what, seven things. Darkness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember uh, this at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nighttime. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember this at all. It is uh, dogs, canes, signs, manholes, stairs, piano, darkness. <laughs> <laughs> manholes. Dogs, canes. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't watched trivia like she goes so fast yeah. with that. Um, okay. Uh, what does? How does Aaron make tea for Irene? Boiling Gatorade. Yes. What is Aaron's password for video chatting? I don't know. Aaron one two three. Okay. And Irene says that's a terrible password. <laughs> yeah, um, and then what is what does Irene saying to Andy? Say to Andy when he shows up to uh, get Aaron. You got a. Uh, it's like you got a ring. Where's the ring, Where's Lancelot? The ring, Lancelot? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the ring, Lancelot? With that ass and those bazongas. Yeah. Uh, it, when they're driving back uh, in Get the Girl, when uh, Andy. Uh, says to Aaron, or he has to go back and break up with Jessica officially and say that he likes Aaron. Um, Aaron does not want to kiss him because she feels tired. Why does Aaron feel tired? Oh, boy. You're going to stretch. I have not watched uh, it time. Well, she she doesn't. Well, he's still dating Jessica. Here, I'll just give this. Wait, I yeah, didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, set it up very well. Yeah. So uh, Aaron says, yeah, yes, of course. Oh, I feel really tired. And he says, yeah. Aaron says, probably from seeing that turkey. Oh, yeah. When we drove by that farm. Always does it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I totally missed that. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> when uh, Dwight is manager and he has codes, 
Secret codes to uh, to enter the office. What is the code? Dwight cannot get it right, and he gets hit with the steam. Right. It's like peppermint. No. Mm -hmm. I started watching this and stopped right before the, this. The prompt is the tea in Nepal is very hot. That's right. But the... I don't know what Coffee it is. Coffee and yeah, Peru yeah. is much hotter. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, wow. nice. Very, very well done. Uh, that's all I had for Aaron theme trivia. Yeah, I, nice work. I had to stop thinking and just say it. It was like it's in there. <laughs> yeah. you start talking, yeah. it'll come yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please uh, write us your questions and your comments. You can call yeah. us five zero three six nine four nine three one four. You can Do leave it. us a voicemail and we play them on the show. Uh, you can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. And we have a website, Michael Scott Pod dot com. Very special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs all our artwork, and Open Signal, a community media center in Portland where we record our show in an Airstream trailer in the parking lot. Please remember to rate and review the show. It helps us. It helps people find the show. Yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. it, guys. And, and all of the interaction that we've had has been really amazing. People send us so much yeah. stuff now. It's so cool. So, you know, we really appreciate you guys sending in uh, questions and comments. Mm -hmm. We are going to try and get to everything if we can. Um, so we're going to keep doing mailbag segments. We're going to do full mailbag episodes. We got, um, what do we have coming up? We're doing Christmas, let's, obviously. Yeah, please write to us about Christmas episodes because uh, we're going to be doing uh, doing holiday specials pretty soon here. Uh, so Christmas uh, that, that, is on a Wednesday this year, so stay <laughs> tuned for that holiday drop. Uh, that's oh, right. yeah, we're going to drop it on Christmas Day. I know I'm I know I, now I'm planning on Mike, but we could do two Christmas episodes and split all the Christmas episodes up Whoa. and do a part one and part two. I don't I think, know. Uh, let's do it. Something hey, crazy. But please, uh, if you got anything to say about those episodes, uh, now's the time to write us about it and we'll talk about it. One so is for impish and one is for admirable. <laughs> Next episode is going to be <laughs> impish or admirable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank wait. you guys so much for listening. Listening. We'll see you next week. Pippity Poppy, give me the solid. Yes, sir. I got two thousand friends on Facebook. I eat a ham sandwich alone in my office nook. My blessed family won the lottery. And my name won't live in poverty. I'm just the girl next door. And she told me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.